Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of Beautifully Complicated. I'm your host, Sheena Hunt, and there is a lot to discuss on this episode. We need to talk about the negative impact the House bill on healthcare could have on marginalized communities, the problematic usage of the N-word by so many in white America, Trump and his never-ending nonsense, plus much, much more. In self-care, it's time to talk about fitness and ways to get your body in shape as we hit the summer months. Finally, in Black Excellence, I want to highlight all of our favorite auntie, Representative Maxine Waters, and her one-woman takedown of Trump and his band of minions. No friend host this week, so grab your tea and let's talk. Segment one, what's happening now? I want to kick off this episode on a lighter note since the last few have been kind of heavy with all that we're experiencing here in the U.S. So let's talk about the Met Gala and the fabulousness of Rihanna as she graced everyone with her presence in a true work of fashion art. Rihanna came to slay and that was exactly what she did. She was the queen of the ball. We're in a Comme de Garçon gown, a top knot, and beautifully done red makeup highlights. She was the epitome of fierce. She looked amazing, and I think we all need that break from reality for the moment to bask in the glow that is Rihanna. All right, well, I guess we need to jump into this dumpster fire that is our federal government. I don't even want to talk about this. I'm so over it all. So much has went down since the last episode. I would be doing a disservice to the political aspect of the show if I 
didn't discuss it. So I'm going to try to break it up into some digestible pieces for you guys and get through it rather quickly so we can talk about how we can get free. First up, the killer health care bill. So this health care bill came through a couple, a few weeks ago, but we all heard the news like, um, a couple weeks ago that the House Republicans wanted to continue their attack on America and enrich, enrichment of the wealthy, but again, resurfacing their unpopular, nonsensical uh, repeal and replacement of the ACA. Their goal was to get a win for the, for the little orange menace in the White House. In their second attempt in a month, Representative Thomas MacArthur of New Jersey wrote an amendment to their first trash bill, basically wiping out any semblance of protection for pre-existing conditions. This, people, is a straight up an attack on the sick, the poor, and for sure, communities of people of color. I can go down a list of who all are affected by this horrible bill if it were ever enacted in a law, which we know it won't be in its current form since the Senate Republic Republicans aren't even considering voting on it. Instead, they're going to draft their own bill, which probably won't be that much better. And it is being drafted by all white men. There's not a single woman on their committee. But I want to note that women and people of color who have had a lot of the illnesses they consider a pre-existing condition and for women, basically having a vagina makes us a pre-existing condition. Great, right? Like heart disease, diabetes, cancer, all illnesses that are running rampant in our communities are conditions that could be grounds for insurance companies to block us out just based on raising their premiums. For us ladies, pregnancies, and this one kills me, sexual assault, sexual assault, considered pre-existing conditions. Not to mention their just relentless need and focus on defunding Planned Parenthood. These are all personal attacks on us as women. The GOP feels that we don't deserve any form of protection in our healthcare at all. And come on now, sexual assault is a pre-existing condition what in all the hell? Let's watch what happens in this space because we all need to know how we all are going to be impacted by this health care reform if it goes through. Um, we need to see what happens here. So continue to watch this one. So Trump news and it is so much Trump news. There's breaking news literally it seems like every half hour now. I I literally just need to sometimes take a break from my phone because of all the breaking news alerts I'm getting from CNN and the Apple News app and everything like that. It's just, it's getting ridiculous, right? So Trump fired Comey as head of the FBI a couple weeks ago, basically because of the Russia investigation. And the Republican Party honestly don't even care. It may be obstruction of justice, but the GOP are just shrugging their shoulders and continuing on with their plan to enrich the wealthy and stick it to the rest of America. So he fires Comey, has his team lie about why he fired Comey by releasing a ridiculous memo from his deputy AG Rosenstein and pathetic Attorney General Jefferson Sessions, who, mind you, supposedly recused himself from the Russian investigation. Anyway, the memo basically said they were firing Comey because of his handling of the Clinton email investigation. His team and Vice President Pence went out, Pence and went out, went out and defended it. Then Trump gets interviewed by Lester Holt and basically says he fired him because of the Russian investigation. 
Then he goes on a Twitter tirade on Friday talking about tapes and blah, blah, blah. The dude is literally unhinged. So he does all that, right? The following week, this week, we had gotten three different breaking news stories. So the first story that came out that was still in line with the firing of um, of the FBI uh, director Comey was that Trump had apparently gave the day after he fired Comey, he had gave some very sensitive information to uh, two Russian ambassadors that had came to the White House, who he hosted inside of the Oval Office without any American press there whatsoever. But he did allow in one person from the Russian press corps with recording equipment, video equipment, all this stuff, which you should never do. You don't bring the Russians into the Oval Office and then allow them to bring in equipment, right? But this is what he did. So he told them some super secretive information that was obtained um, by our government from an ally on something related to ISIS. He tells them code word level security information that not even our closest allies, aside from the ally who told us, knows about. And then he goes on and says, well, I can tell people what, anything I want to tell them. I'm the president, basically, is what he said on Twitter. And then the next day, it comes out that, you know, okay, yeah, he's given out information. Well, also, the following day, a memo um, is reported on from Comey by the Washington Post. Basically, the Washington Post came out and said that they had... Um, received some information about a memo that Comey had kept regarding one of his conversations with Donald Trump, where he explicitly states how Donald Trump wanted him to drop the entire investigation against Flynn. And so this memo makes the news. Trump comes out and, of course, refutes that. So we have this memo and that is now going to be subpoena or uh, yeah, it will be subpoenaed by Congress. And now Congress will probably have Comey come speak. Hopefully he'll be able to do a public um, a speak in public so that we all can hear uh, what actually went down. Apparently though, uh, in one in, in some information that has come out about uh, Comey, he did say that that Trump wanted him to pledge allegiance to him, basically pledge his loyalty to him and Comey, denied him of that by saying that he will only pledge his loyalty to the country and to the Constitution as he should as a public servant, as someone who is here to uphold the laws and rules of our nation. We don't we don't we don't give our loyalty to a president in this country. We live our we give our loyalty to our government and we give our loyalty to our institutions uh, and constitution. So that came out. And then we hear that there's a special prosecutor, a special counsel, excuse me, a counsel has been uh, appointed by the deputy attorney general. So now we have a special counsel in um, Robert Mueller, who will be doing handling the Russian investigation, has been given free reign, come to find out, uh, DAG 
Rosenstein only gave the Trump administration 30 minutes about or so um, heads up that he was going that he had just appointed Robert Mueller this position. Robert obviously taking the role and he is now the special counsel who is handling the entire Russian investigation, which is a rent, oh, definite win for Democrats, a definite win for the resistance. It's a step, again, in the right direction as long as we continue to uh, allow uh, the work to be done and, and that uh, the FBI and all other agencies who are working on this and Congress continue to dig deeper and to actually do something about what is happening. And then Trump, of course, being Trump, because he's not a very bright person also in in. And while this is going on, he's texting Flynn and telling Flynn to hang in there. So there's just a lot of weird, crazy stuff going on there. And I just cannot believe what's happening. So whatever happens next will be the defining moment of our government. Will we remain a constitutional republic, a democracy, or will we slip into an authoritarian government? We are inching closer to the latter, but I have a, I have a feeling that we do have some people who are willing to fight to uphold our democracy. And I'm, I'm holding on for that to definitely take place. Next on the list from the monstrosity that is our current presidential administration, Attorney General Jefferson Beauregard Sessions is on a mission to roll back all gains we've made as a nation by taking us back to 1955. First stop, the 1980s. Sessions rolled back the work of President Barack Obama who suspended minimum sentencing of drug convictions by insisting all attorney generals push for the maximum sentencing for nonviolent drug convictions. Y'all, what is going on? Well, let me answer that. This is nothing more than the attack on black and brown people, and the attack on black and brown people is real. I remember back to a quote from Trump on the campaign trail where he asked black Americans, what the hell do you have to lose? Mm, looks like plenty. Since the private prison system was beginning to see a decline in inmates, uh, Jeff Sessions has made it his business, literally, to refill them and expand the inmate population by putting our brothers and sons and sisters and daughters back in the system for nonviolent offenses. Please note, black and brown people aren't the only folks who are in the position of are in possession of illegal drugs. Are drugs not prescribed to them? Most of the people who are the true offenders are, wait for it, white Americans. Yet they aren't convicted at the same rate. Wonder why? This war on drugs nonsense failed in the 80s and it will fail again. Maxine Waters said it best when speaking about Jefferson Beauregard's session. He's a racist and a throwback. Our men are not in this country con to continually be enslaved by this country. We're not going to allow this country to reincarcerate our men. We need to get this administration out of office. We need to take our state governments back. We need to flip what we can flip back blue and vote Democratic. The time is now. Speaking of voting, y'all's president has put together a, quote, commission to investigate voter fraud, also known as the federal government's task force to encourage voter suppression. We will see enhanced in voter suppression like none other. This is just another way this administration is coming for black and brown people. The list is growing, y'all. We're going to see more voter rolls purged, stricter ID laws, and God knows what else. We can fight a lot of this in the courts as we have been, we've seen done in North Carolina and in Texas. Since the VRA was gutted, it has been open season on us when it comes to restricting our access to vote. As a black woman, 
I'm for one am very, very tired. I'm tired that we are fighting again for something our grandparents and great grandparents fought for just 60 years ago. How long do we have to continue to fight for the same thing? How long do we have to continue to fight to have equal rights and equal access? Why are we still othered in a nation where a lot of our families have been here longer than our white counterparts? We built this joint for free in the illustrious words of Sister Angela Wright. We deserve our best. We deserve our rights, yet we continue to fight. Watch what happens next. Again, watch what happens at the state level and flip those districts. Elections are happening just about every week somewhere. So stay in the know of what's happening locally, statewide, and at the federal level. Fight back and stop this hateful administration's attack on us. Last up in Trump news, this one I like though. At least the outcome of it, I like. Ditsy Betsy DeVos spoke at Bethune-Cookman College's uh, graduation this past week, and it was glorious, not because she spoke. I think much of Black America, especially us HBCUers, were disgusted that she was even asked, but because of the actions of the graduates, it made it a much better graduation than we all thought it would be. A significant amount of the graduates participated in an organized protest led by two female graduates. During DeVos's speech, graduates protested her perfectly by standing up and turning their backs on her and booing and heckling her. The dean, of course, tried to quell the protest by interrupting DeVos and telling grads that they wouldn't have their, they would have their they wouldn't have their degrees sent to them, which are now they have now earned and paid for. They'd be held up. The graduates still persisted. So shout out to the 2017 class at Bethune-Cookman College. You made your founder, Mary McLeod Bethune, very, very proud. Speaking of schools doing the most, a charter school in Philadelphia decided to re-up the attack on black hair. This saga never ends, apparently. I spoke on something similar happening in South Africa in an earlier podcast episode, but here we are again. According to reports, Mystic Valley Regional Charter School decided that students wearing braids should be punished for their hair choice per the parents of students who attend the school. Students are given detention and suspensions for wearing their hair in braids, particularly braids with extensions, due to the school stating that such hairstyles are in direct violation of school dress codes. Okay, first off, I think school dress codes are ridiculous. They literally take away a student's opportunity to dress in a way that is indicative of their creativity and personality. It preaches conformity and uniformity instead of celebrating cultural diversity. Second off, girls shouldn't be told how to wear their hair. Black girls and women are in constant battle over our hair. Is our hair professional enough if we wear it in natural styles? A fro, braids, and sometimes even a wash and go on kinkier hair is seen as unprofessional or unruly. We encourage, we are encouraged to straighten our hair or wear it in styles like buns and top knots to fit the ideals of how others um, view, think our hair should be worn. Black people been wearing braids for centuries. No, millennia. See ancient Egyptian and Kush statues if you don't believe me. There is nothing wrong with braided hair, froze, or locks. They are hairstyles that have nothing to do with the work we put out. So to continue to try to attack black women by using our hair is absolutely ridiculous. We deserve better. 
these girls at the school who continue to push these foolish dress codes, they deserve better. This is something that we shouldn't still be talking about. In fact, a lot of the things I've already talked about on this episode are things we shouldn't still be talking about. We need to move past these archaic ideals and go forward with improving our nation. These throwbacks are doing nothing but holding us all back and further homing our communities. I hope Mystic Valley and other schools take heed to the voices of black women across the nation expressing outrage at their attack on young black girls. I hope they see the light and move towards getting rid of that silly hair rule and their dress code is serving absolutely no one in a positive way. Then, of course, there is the N word. Oh, my God. There has been an influx of white people deciding to throw caution to the wind and start using it. Two teachers have been caught using the words in schools in Louisiana and North Carolina. One of them challenging a young black male student on usage of the word and deciding it has now become commoditized, commoditized so anyone can use it. Um, how about no? A white Atlanta-based female reporter recently resigned from her job after, quote, jokingly saying nigga in the Twitter exchange with the black viewer by quoting what he said back to him. See, now, don't do that, non-black people. Just don't. So, reading all these articles about this, I was... I thought about an episode of something I just watched recently. So, I binge-watched the new Netflix series, Dear White People, which I actually did, like, a whole lot better than the actual movie. It was a really good show. In an episode five, one of the white students at a house party began to recite the lyrics to a rap song that was planned and, of course, said, nigga. One of the main black characters heard him and reacted to it in a way that most black people would. He called him out and let him know, uh, yeah, don't say that ever, period. Not even a recitation of a song. Just don't. So that reaction is not just for a show. That reaction is very real when we hear people say it, even if you're just reciting a song. We're getting cavalier, I see nowadays, with usage of the N-word by non-black people. Now, obviously, you can probably tell by how I'm not using it throughout this entire topic that I'm probably not someone who uses it often, and I'm not. I have a little bit of a disdain for the word nigger because of what it was attached to with my ancestors and still how it is associated with our people today are used against us. Now, nigga, I know it's more of a cultural colloquialism. It's used more so to know someone close to you, like a friend. It stands in sometimes for the word man in some statements. Regardless, I'm not one who uses it often, but I'm not offended when hearing it from black people like I am when I hear it from a non-black person. So I implore white people for sure, don't use it. Just don't. Just because you hear it in a song don't mean you can say it. Historically, when white people said that word, there was pain attached to it for black men, women, and children. It was a verbal attack that sometimes was followed by or accompanied a physical attack. Your usage of it harkens to that legacy of the word. You don't have a right to it. So get over it and move on. We're tired of your lame excuses as to why you feel you should use it. It's over. We're over it. Stop, please. Everything that is going on nowadays proves that liberation is complicated. We fight for it every day. We've been fighting for it for hundreds of years in this country. It seems that every time we take a step forward, there is something new or old that pops up and pushes us back again or stalls our progress. A lot of what is happening now reminds me of the backlash that followed Reconstruction in the late 19th, early 20th century. 
It was what birthed Jim Crow. It's surreal to think we are reliving these same experiences again. Yet, here we are. Our federal government is unleashing an attack on anyone who isn't wealthy, white, and healthy. The rest of us are on our way to being relegated as second-class citizens, it seems. But we've been here before, so we're not going down easily. This will be a fight. I'm so glad so many are paying attention to what is happening around them and are choosing to challenge the system instead of conform to it. That's what we need to do. We must be active citizens in order to gain and maintain our liberation. We don't need to ask for a seat at the table, but in the words of Shirley Chisholm, we need to bring a folding chair and just sit down at the table. The Bible says, the just shall take it by force. That's what we have to do. We have to be engaged in our politics. We have to be engaged in organizations doing the work. We have to challenge those who lead us and not let them lead without oversight. We have to remind them of who they work for and how we expect them to work. Liberation requires educating ourselves on what is happening and how we can affect change to get ourselves where we want to be. Liberation requires us to work together and with other marginalized groups to seek wins. None of us are free until we're all free. That's a very real and very significant statement. Dr. King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We can't lose sight of that. My blackness and my womanhood demand that I work to protect both aspects of myself. When Planned Parenthood is attacked, my womanhood is attacked. When my vote is suppressed, my blackness is attacked. I choose to not allow anyone to deny me my right, but instead use my intellect and my foot power to gain my liberation. I encourage all of you to do the same. Keep pushing, keep fighting. We all need to get free. We all deserve liberation. Segment two, self-care. Better Me 2017 is still happening, so let's talk fitness, shall we? Total health is important in keeping your body in great shape, your confidence high, and unleashing better mental clarity. I have always been an advocate of physical fitness. It's something that I have definitely been active in one way or another throughout most of my life. Now, fitness can mean different things to different people, and it should. However, you choose to honor your fitness is what makes it right for you. Getting active is what we all need to do more of, so finding what you like to do to achieve that active lifestyle is what you should do. So let's talk about six different ways you can achieve your fitness goals this year and move your you even closer to your hashtag body goals for the summer months. Number one, hitting the gym. Not everyone is a gym rat. I am. I love going to the gym and hitting the weights while getting a good circuit or high-intensity interval training in. It works for me. I incorporate a little cardio with weight training and have been seeing great results and gains. As a naturally thin person, building up my body has always been at the forefront, and now I'm starting to see it with this method. Weight training can give you the body you've dreamed of and that others buy. So if you're a gym person, you like the idea of a controlled workout with other people just as determined as you, Get a membership and hit up your favorite local gym. Number two, running. Get out and get in a run. I'm not talking about a treadmill either. I'm talking about outside on a trail in a park, somewhere where you can bring in, you can breathe in the oxygen that nature provides and even take in some beautiful sights. I love running on Saturday mornings uh, through one of the local parks here in St. Louis. I never thought I'd be a runner, but here I am. 
Running is a great cardio and can definitely help you slim down. So grab your favorite running shoes and hit the trail. Your mileage may vary. Number three, dance and baby dance. Dance is a great way to get in good shape and it's a whole lot of fun. Dance kicks your butt into shape without feeling like a workout. For those who love dance, finding a class with your favorite type of high energy dance can help you burn the fat and tone up. So why not give it a try and dance your butt off? Number four, kickboxing. Kickboxing is another great, great way to get a good workout while doing something fun. This hardcore activity can give you a total body workout and release some built up tension considering all the foolishness going on in our country nowadays. We all need to unleash some tension. <laughs> so find a class to kick and punch your way into better shape. Number five, yoga. You may not think of yoga as a workout, but it very well can be. Trust me, I know. <laughs> yoga works muscles you didn't know you had, helping you tone up and gain greater strength and flexibility. Different postures of yoga can have a great impact on your body. If you're bold enough to jump into hot yoga, be prepared to sweat. So hydrate well beforehand. You'll see your muscles stretch better and provide greater ease to go deeper into posture. If you've been wanting to try yoga, go ahead and give it a try. Just make sure you do it in a beginner's class and please, please, please don't overdo it. Modified poses can be your best friend to keep you from hurting yourself. Believe me. Number six, sports. Yes, you can still play sports as a whole adult. Yes, you can. Find some league sports from sand volleyball to soccer and beyond and revisit your old high school sports love in a new fun way. Playing on the field or courts again can help you tap into your best self and jumpstart your fitness journey. Those are just six of my different activities that uh, I believe you can indulge in and get yourself in a better shape and health. We need to get moving and get active. So if it's joining a gym or kickboxing, push yourself and get back into action. Your body will thank you, your confidence will soar, and you will feel amazing. As you work on your fitness journey, share your photos on Instagram and tag it with hashtag betterme2017 so we all can see the amazing results. Segment three, black excellence. In this episode's Black Excellence segment, I wanted to highlight our favorite auntie of the resistance, Representative Maxine Waters. Auntie Maxine has been serving in Congress since 1991 while representing three different California districts in her tenure. She was there for the LA riots in 92, and she is there now fighting back against Trump and who she calls his Kremlin clan. Auntie Maxine has been serving life by shedding light on the corruption of the Trump administration and urging Congress to follow the money to find out what actually is going on with the Trump-Russia activities. She has been a force in the news media, stating what she knows and not standing down to anyone. She, of course, has been the subject of attacks by Fox News hosts who aren't worthy to be named on this show, but she shut him down without batting an eye. As she continues to fight in protecting our democracy, I honor Maxine Waters as a Black woman of excellence. Well, y'all, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, whichever way you listen to your favorite podcasts. Like our page on Facebook and stay in the know of what's going on with the show. The page is Beautifully Complicated Podcast. Beautifully Complicated is spelled as one word. Spread the word and share the show with friends and family to continue on with the discussions. You can also follow me, Sheena, on Twitter or Instagram at SheenaD1. I would love to hear from you. Let's keep the resistance going. Keep fighting for our collective liberation. None of us are free until we are all free. Love and light, everyone. Till next time, remember that the best life is beautifully complicated. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.